normally at this time of year, we're cleaning out old unproductive beds from the summer vegetables. This year, we're sort of looking for a place where we can elbow something else in. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze, subsistence farmers using three simple principles, approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it, and we don't make all misstatements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of September 4th, 2014. <clears throat> we really do have, um, I won't say it's an unusual situation this year, but I think we're doing a little bit better than we did last year in late summer production. Of course, the normal pattern is the okra is still doing great and the sweet potatoes continue to thrive. Um, we haven't dug any up yet, but they're, those vines are climbing up and looking very healthy. And um, <clears throat> as you said, we do want to clean out the beds and I have cleaned one out. I was able to um, take out the trap crop uh, squash bed. It was all diseased and dying anyway. And then that's where I planted collards for fall but um the rest of the we're getting some production out of the remaining beds um we've had rain although we had a drought for a while we finally got some rain yesterday we had a rain earlier in the summer then a drought period now rain again so um that may be helping to keep things going at the moment um and i did some midsummer planting again i did that last year too but um put some new tomato plants out and some um, purple hull peas that are beginning to come on. So it looks pretty good. And some edamame. And the thing about the edamame is that I like it a lot. So I planted a whole row of edamame in one of the beds. And it's doing great. It is. It looks great. And we're looking forward to harvesting it. Uh, we've even gotten a little corn off that mid-season planting. Uh, not enough to be, you know talking about a big corn harvest but you know corn for us year after year we get just enough to keep us from giving up on it and this year is no exception well what i did yesterday was i sat and hand picked <laughs> the kernels that were still i planted some dent corn earlier uh to make so i could make cornmeal out of it and um the husks had dried out so i removed the kernels and it's just a little bit, but I'm going to try grinding it and see how it turns out. Sure, we'll give it a whirl. It's a beautiful color. Most of these were a crimson-colored um, corn. Kernel, well, I'll so. look forward to that. There's still some cucumbers down there. Right, a few forming. Many of them are deformed and uh, rot easily. I've had some with blossom and rot, that kind of thing. But um, they're just enough, as you said, about the corn to keep us going. And... Um, the ones that really seem to do well through it all are the punakira. So um, I've got, you know, we just have a little steady stream of cucumbers coming in. And even, uh, I would say, one squash on a plant that hasn't died yet. Um, so I'm sh sure I'll pull that bed. But actually, where I did that Three Sisters garden, I have some more squash uh, blossoms anyway. They've not formed, <clears throat> you know, we don't have produce on them yet. I, saw, I think I saw one or two little beginnings of a squash 
forming. And are those yellow squash or winter squash? No, they were, they are winter squash and pumpkins that I put okay. down in those beds. So we'll, I'm hopeful that we'll get some of those. And, um, of course, I still have tomatoes. Now, the old plants pretty much have given up the ghosts, um, except for a few remaining cherry tomatoes. But the new tomatoes that I planted midsummer are forming, they actually have little green tomatoes on them now, so that's good. And we're getting good production from the little eggplant plot. I mean, we don't have very many plants there, but it's enough. Right. I planted four, and they are producing. So, um, And I love eggplants, so that's just fine with me. Uh, we have, I planted cantaloupe, which has not done really well. And the, the couple of cantaloupes I've harvested down there are not very sweet. So that was, of course, that's probably because I bought plants from superfoods that just said cantaloupe. I didn't tell you what kind, and I was just experimenting. But they were only 99 cents. Um, I planted some watermelon seed later than I should have, but, you know, there's, they're, they're coming along down there. So we, it remains to be seen what we'll get in the way of watermelon. But there is a possibility we'll have Thanksgiving watermelon or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, it depends on the weather. That's it, right. It, it really depends on when the first frost comes. Because yes. when the first frost comes, those melons are done. That's they're, right. Um, so if, if we just get lucky with uh, the late season frost, we may get a little bit of usable fruit. And if we don't, they'll go down, but we're not spending a whole lot of time and energy worrying about it. And last night we had our first meal of green beans from the garden. That was another thing I planted late. I planted uh, some bush beans. And unfortunately, I, I, most of them, most of the plants did not or the seeds did not germinate. So I have three bush bean plants. But we got a, enough beans for the two of us to have a meal yeah, from, it was good, from those good plants. Good serving of beans. And uh, there's no particular reason you didn't plant them early. Just got behind, and I think I, there was something else there, you know, that I uh -huh. had to clean out So um, in that spot. But I planted some rattlesnake beans and other kinds of beans down around the Three Sisters. And I think we talked about this before, when the corn toppled over, that, that bean uh, array is just a mess. It's all fallen over, and so some of the beans were um, overly ripe. and yeah, some they were over the hill by the time. And bugs are getting them. So um, probably I'm going to swear off doing three sisters for the future <laughs> yeah the three sisters really has not worked well in terms of actual producing crops i guess this year is the first i can remember when all three the corn the squash and the beans actually have continued to survive yes and um, and maybe that second bed will do better i'm hoping but it's not it, it, the the squash has not taken over the bed the way I was hoping right. it would. So yeah. there's still weeds and yes. I, well, I go down and weed it periodically. So, yeah. <laughs> but the fall vegetables I mentioned that we planted collards. Um, we did immediately after planting them put insect barrier because there are grasshoppers out there like you wouldn't Everywhere. believe. Everywhere they are, we are totally infested with these grasshoppers. And we can't tell you that the grasshoppers eat plants. We just know they're everywhere, and it's easier for us to put the insect barrier up because those collards don't need pollination. So there's, we're not giving up anything by putting the insect well, barrier up. And I can tell you the grasshoppers are eating plants. Can you? Okay. Yes. I, th I think there would be nothing left of those poor little collards if we hadn't covered them. Um, and I've been keeping an eye on them under that um, agrabon, 
and um, it's what, what's the number again? The Agrabon AG15, AG15, which is letting in ninety percent of the sunlight, right? right? And um, but it is working. They're look they're growing since I've very them. thin, almost gossamer thin fabric, and um, it keeps out the insects, but not much else. The rain comes right through the light comes right through so plus i dripped and mulched those uh, collards so hopefully we've gotten a jump start on our collards um and of course the orchard is producing a lot of food right now too continually yeah we're the muscadines we've already talked about and we're in the peak of the muscadine harvest right now as we speak so they are coming in mm. in a nice gratifying way we have Asian persimmons that are on the doorstep. They will be ripening um, over the next two or three weeks, I expect, um, and we'll be able to enjoy them. Um, there are still a few figs out there. The brown turkey has not had any ripe figs yet, and there's a bunch of figs on it. So I'm hopeful we'll get a decent harvest from it. And there's still a few, um, like a handful, on the tiger fig. That's good. Which is bearing for the first time this year. And I saw about three pears out there. Yeah, the pears really <clears throat> need to be harvested. I'll go ahead and pull them in the next day or two because uh, I think the pears are ready and just need to be picked and enjoyed. Uh, and meanwhile, the okra just doing gangbusters. Yes, we have okra a lot. I hope you're not sick of it. <laughs> not at all. I like okra. And you know, we missed our window to cut off the okra at waist height to keep it from getting tall. So I guess we'll end up with some very tall late season, late season okra right. this but year. But I, I know what to do. I just bend it over and pull it anyway. Yeah. And I planted the front half of the bed with Cajun jewel, which is a shorter... Which doesn't get tall okra, that way. Right, so yeah, we'll be plant. able to just stand flat-footed mm. and pick the Cajun jewel. I planted three varieties of okra, uh, Cajun jewel, Clemson spineless, and something called Burmese. I'd never tried that before. The Burmese, I have to say, is not something that I will probably do again. It's a little tougher. Um, if, I don't, if you don't um, cut that one when it's pretty small, it's just inedible. So... It was an experiment, which I'm into. So, but right. I think, and now we know about Burmese. Yeah, and good old Clemson spineless. It's kind of hard to go wrong with that. But those plants do get really tall. So, um, yeah, I, I missed my window. On the other hand, it's not a tragedy. We'll just let them be tall. And we have those two beds of sun hemp that are still um, just as happy as they can be. I did take them down to waist height last week and I think that was a good decision because they're I, I noticed the other day they're already bushing back out so um, that's having the effect we had desired for them um, the sweet potatoes look very promising it's this time it's that time of year when we look at the sweet potatoes and we say all the signs are positive we can't tell until we actually dig in the soil whether we have good tubers forming, but we hope we do. We hope we do. We did last year. So, so, um, and of course, I still have um, some produce that I harvested earlier that's storing outside. It's the um, uh, blue Hubbard squash and then um, a couple of um, squash that I pulled from this bed out here that I was mentioning earlier, the trap crop bed uh, yeah, before I... 
pulled the it up. Blue Hubbard is a tad smaller than a soccer ball. These are big <laughs> suckers. Yeah, so we'll see how well they do. Well, but... meanwhile, let's have one last conversation before we close out. The the honest to goodness fall veg. How do we get them in? I know we've got the collards in, but what else? Do we wish to plant and when and what do we need to do to make room well, for it? Well, the last trip I made to um, the co-op, they didn't have their fall veg in. But I suspect by now some of these um, nurseries and plant shops will have them in. So the usual suspects, you know, kale and some um, broccoli Brussels and sprouts, broccoli. Cauliflower. Right. And the brassicas, the brassica family. Um, I have some seeds that I plan to put out for lettuce and spinach, which they don't like this hot weather. We have had a heat wave lately. So and do we have anything we should be starting now to go into the ground later? Onions. I'm going to start some onion seed okay. so that I'll have transplants to put in, in the, later in the fall. All right. And then, uh, of course, garlic. I've ordered my garlic. It'll come in, and that'll be for November. <clears throat> and then um, I'll probably... Just buy some rutabaga plants. You know, I, we talked about my failed experiment. <laughs> Just because, again, I think grasshoppers probably got those little transplants. Or the once, they weren't transplants, I'm sorry. I seeded <clears throat> rutabagas in July. Little sprouts came up after germination and then immediately disappeared. And I'm pretty sure some critter, as in probably an insect, got them when they were tiny. So I'll have to go, as I did last year, to... A plant shop and buy some rutabaga plants, but those are some of my best plants. So I'm looking forward to putting those out. Turnips, beets, um, carrots, parsnip. Those I have plans to plant all of those. You said beets. I thought you were avoiding beets. No, I'll plant them if you'll eat them. <laughs> I'll be glad to eat them, and I bet you will enjoy eating them too. It's better than. I mean, it's not even in the same category with the beets in a can, which I detest. But um, and my mom likes them too, so and I'll, I've I'll never try it. cared for canned beets, but I like fresh beets. I think they're good. So that's sort of where we are in the process. That's right. So we'll keep up a report in the future about what we do about our fall veg and um, the trailing off of the summer veg. Which, if the heat would ever let up, I might begin to think it is time for fall veg. Right now, it has felt a lot like summer. Um, continuing and it probably will even past the official start date for fall so uh, we'll we'll just keep taking advantage of the long growing season and in the meantime we'll keep you posted about our goings-on here at Longleaf Breeze have a great week take care you've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden you can call the farm at 334-625-8682 Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama, 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log and check in with Lee and Amanda. That's longleafbreeze.com.